This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Guys, welcome to Masters of the Cinematic Universe. We are doing a full movie today, guys. No more masterclass. Although you probably get a couple masterclasses after this because uh, Doug's going to be showing the people in Vegas a masterclass on how to lose. And uh, <laughs> I just wow. got, I just got one thing to say in the meantime. Hello. Oops, I got the wrong button. Fuck. I fucked it up already. Sorry. I'm on the wrong soundboard. Wow. It was supposed to say hello, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I forgot I changed soundboards. So uh, I also made some changes. You can see them at a different angle because my camera fell off. Yeah. And uh, when it fell, I made this insane discovery that there's a light on it and it's been there the whole fucking time. So I'm very excited about that. Oh, wow. You yeah. Got a fancy schmancy one. Well, it did come from five below, Doug. That's- <laughs> oh, okay. <Here> you go. <laughs> Better than six below. Yeah. Only the best. You wanted the best. Oh, (laughs) I see what you just did there. (laughs) Ooh, nice little uh, morning radio announcer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's three of us talking, but I'm looking on the Zoom screen and there's four of us here. Yeah, there is. I'm having a a flashback. guest tonight. Hold on a second. This this is this gentleman's, I want to say, third appearance on the show. I believe so. It is. Who do we got? Hey, gentlemen, this is Alex Garaldi from Copper Sound Pedals. Yeah. Ha- happy to be back for a, uh, a three-peat. An actual pedal builder on the show. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like hey, jokes. There's one pedal builder and two masquerading as pedal builders. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, three-peat. You guys have a lot of three-peat guests, or am I, am I a small camp? What's going You're on? You're in a very small camp. Uh, who, I appreciate have that. Have you else three-peat yet? I don't know if we've had. No, I don't Ray. think we've had Sam twice. We, Sam's Sam twice. Yep. We've had Bruno twice. Mm-hmm. We've had my. Don't friend talk about Mark. Bruno. <laughs> I know we've we've had uh, we've had my friend Mark twice. Mm-hmm. So this will be. Yes, we just we, had someone we, else that was a repeat uh, a couple weeks Tony ago. Tony Moonjet. Tony, yeah, Tony right. Moonjet. Well, I was twice. Yep. I was twice. So we, yes, you are, th- you are leading the league. Yeah, wheels <laughs> don't fail me now. <laughs> <laughs> An elite yes. group, and I'm honored. Thank you, guys. Yes, now we're thrilled to have you, dude. Yeah, we are. Absolutely, f- you're you're a guest that sticks out in my mind over time because you always come prepared. Yeah, you're knowledgeable. I mean, man, the, the, you're a good fit for this show because uh, you know you dissect the scenes. You have a lot of respect for the source material, and and you picked a movie that uh, is perfect for you. In that, man, I'm so excited to talk about it. I was thinking yeah. about it on the drive uh, this evening. I was like, I feel really spoiled 
by you guys letting me do it because we had no country which was my favorite movie mm-hmm. uh, it was the first time for you eric seeing that it uh, was we oh. had we had uh jaws which i didn't see till very late in life which has become probably a top five jaws. and now we're yeah, jaws, jaws or uh <laughs> flaws as they like to call oh, it. that's what i call it yeah. flaws. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and now we're doing uh i don't know if you guys said then uh, i will we, the people no, watching not, it know you, the title you can say it you yeah, so it. I feel very spoiled and fortunate. Now we're doing uh, the 1991 classic, The Silence of the Lambs. Mm. Yes. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a, a, of a teaser here. So, like, one of the movies you picked, or not you picked, but you guessed it on, I absolutely hated. Yep. Another mm-hmm. one, I was kind of in the middle on. I was a little positive, but mostly in the middle on. What do you think yep. I'm going to fall today? <laughs> um, I'm afraid to even guess. It's it's yeah. it, oof, it's really tough because sometimes I feel like there's cinema classics and Joe is like, eh, what were we talking about again? And then you get this absolute <laughs> like trash and Joe's like, I'll fucking die on this hill. So <laughs> yes. so I yes. got to tell you a little bit of a of a secret. You know what you like, Joe, though, and I appreciate that. I absolutely fucking more than almost anything. Probably what I watch the most because every time I go to bed, I put you know usually go to Discovery Plus and put a Discovery Plus show on. Um, mm-hmm. Investigating Discovery is one of my favorite channels. A and E is one of my favorite channels because I okay. love fucking crime, fucking dramas. Right. Oh, I love First Forty Eight. I love Live PD. I like the Body Cam Show. They got a new show called High Speed Chases. I love <laughs> you know Making a Murderer. All of those shows. So where do you think I'm going to fall on this? Well, no, I would think that you <laughs> yeah. probably dig this shit. I fucking role. loved this movie. <laughs> All yes, right. Excellent. because uh, there's that element, but also it's a really good story. You're a story yeah. guy. Oh yeah, the story is oh, fantastic. Yes. Um, yeah. It's so well done. The the fucking intricate like like I knew what was gonna happen in that, in that one scene later in the movie with the phone call or the sure, doorbell. Yeah. Like I knew what was gonna happen already, but like yes, but like at the same time, I fucking love that that's what happened. Just the way it was done. Exactly. Yeah. Like it was exactly. done so perfectly. Like to, the suspense was there. But I mean, I yeah. loved it. I'm just saying, like I everything about this movie fucking just rung great for me. Yeah. Excellent. That's great. Pretty universally enjoyed film. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. But yeah, I'm excited to get into it, gentlemen. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we'll start excited this episode like this. we start every episode. Oh, God. And that's with the sound of a bottle of liqueur opening. <laughs> uh, Doug, what's new with you, man? What's new? Uh, I Like I said, I, I warned everybody three, four episodes ago that all I was going to talk about was Vegas because <laughs> it's all I've been doing. It's all consuming. We've got two weeks. Like, you know. When this comes out, it'll it'll be a week. But right now, live, it's two weeks from tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. We're on a plane. So it's just all about the planning. We went out. We were in Walmart tonight buying travel size shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> you went to Walmart. You that know? sucks. <laughs> yeah. No, it was awful. Was that, Did it look like the Walmart from the movie or is it like a real Walmart? <laughs> no, it's my. I got a shitty Walmart because my town wouldn't let them build a brand new super Walmart. Oh, you got on, one of those on, small, small marts? Yeah, it's just shitty. It's and, and you know I've been to Wal. I, so I got Walmart here. I've been to Walmart on Long Island. I've been to Walmart in New Hampshire. But have and, you been to Walmart in Florida? Well, <laughs> no. But have you ever I, seen The Walking Dead? They're yeah. all well. No, I, I've always likened it to that. Like, have you ever seen wa- more people riding around in jazzy scooters and actually pushing carts? Well, you know, no, no. Up here, that's it's the same, Joe. 
It's the same up here, dude. We got they they have to have those things lined up outside like taxis. Also, because, I've got this gripe know. with Walmart because I had to go to Walmart today. Also, there wasn't one fucking cart in the actual cart thing. They were all. I had to walk back out to the parking lot to get a cart. Oh, they're very good at my Walmart about filling the carts up. I and, don't have to ever worry about that. But and why? Why yeah. on the earth? Is it impossible to get a Walmart cart that actually just fucking pushes and doesn't? Oh, I know, I know. Like, do they do they come from the factory fucked up? Like, like I don't understand. Like, I don't know. People, the people, the average Walmart customer is very rough on. Like, I've never once got a bad Publix cart ever. Like, never. Life's been rough on them. They're taking it out on the carts. I feel like we're watching the beginning of Joe's Seinfeld episode. (laughs) So what is it with Walmarts? But it's kind of funny because, like, I I, I, like I just how brought I'm... it up that I've been to Walmart in a lot of different states, and while the style of Walmart customer might be slightly different, the theme is the same no matter where you go. Like, like up in up in New Hampshire where my son lives, it's all they all drive pickup trucks, they all hunt, but they're all Walmart customers. They're all what you would think a Walmart customer is, and down here they're all they all smell like fish, or um, heroin and it's great or both actually actually a lot of times it's both fish and heroin together um, so it's just it's a lovely experience but anyway they got the best deal so that's where I got to go so anyway that's my what's new it's it's all Vegas all the time we have all our rewards lined up I got fucking food rewards coming out my ass we're going to eat like at half price in every damn restaurant in, in Vegas and um, we got our shows lined up we got the attractions lined up. We just bought our Eiffel Tower ticket, so we're going to be taking some really nice. cool pictures at night, and and it's going to be the best. And it's been two years since we had a vacation, so this is going to rock. And every single reservation I made for dinner, they have the, the little box, you know, special occasion. Yep, joint 60th birthday celebration, baby. Nice. So they're going to treat us like royalty wherever we go. Nice, it's always man. fun to lie on those things. Yeah. Well, in this case, I'm not. This is I've done that. I've, I've saved about two decades of, off, but I, I've lied plenty of times. But um, but this time it's accurate. Yeah, is what we're doing. So anyway, so that's what's new with me. Well, uh, speaking of food coming out of my ass, I had authentic Greek food today. Oh come on! <laughs> it, it had that effect. Uh, I don't know what happened. Like really? what if I don't know if the Slovaki was fucking kicking. You but, know what? Because you, you eat too much Chipotle and your body didn't know uh, what to do with real food. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I had a little baklava left over in my pants later. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh God. Yeah. I love me some Greek food. Oh, I love Greek food too. But like it's, it is kind of greasy and uh, you know, my stomach is a little uh, Yeah, there's slippery. stuff going on. Oh yeah. I don't there's... never. My grandpa told me to never trust three things in this world. The government, a woman or a fart. <laughs> so today I made the third mistake. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> Um, nice. But I went to Walmart. <laughs> then you went. Well, then you fit right in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it was kind of like a camouflage for Walmart. Yes, exactly. Oh, you're one of us. It's you, like this way you don't get eaten. It's like getting your um, windows tinted so you can drive through the hood. Right. It's like walk. It's like Walking Dead, covering yourself in guts and blood. Yeah, yeah. So I just shit myself into Walmart. Um, uh, also, nice. I decided um, my my I'm going to start my stand up career. It's just going to be me bitching about shit. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's really no what stand-up is. <laughs> you know, it's like bitching about shit that everyone fucking realizes is the truth, but like, you know, no one really says except for their family. I'm just yep. going to say it on the stage. Um, <laughs> I've been watching a bunch of stand-up this week, um, and I realized uh, it doesn't take that much talent. Like, there's some people out there that are not that good. 
Well, what I got to say about that is the comedians of today, you're 100% right yeah. because of TikTok. Because oh, all they so do bad. is crowd work and it's shitty crowd work. They don't know how to do crowd work, but that's all they have to do to get a million TikTok followers. Oh, I will say I did watch one of the Aziz and Sorry specials. Um, his crowd work actually made me laugh. He picked no, well, on this one dude he, relentlessly in the front row. <laughs> he's from the time when crowd work was an art. Yeah. I'm he, just saying he's he new, also he's did new this new guys and girls. This was a new special. Stuck. So he also did this entire a, a bit on apologizing for how he used to like talk about how much he liked R. Kelly. <laughs> Nice. I was like, he's like, yeah, that didn't age well. <laughs> I was like, yes, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> That's pretty fucking funny. Um, other than that, what have I done this week? Um, I watched a movie I hadn't seen before, but I thought I did. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I fucking so, uh, I, I know it's kind of stupid because, uh, you know, we're pedal builders, but for some reason I got a helix cause I was bored. Um, I still build pedals and still have analog shit, but I got one of these because it's easier to take places with me. Because, <laughs> yes. you know, just just simple, simplicity. And yep. uh, th there's a website that uh, gives you, like, sells patches and amp models and stuff and IRs and all that shit. And they sent out an email saying, like, the first five people to, like, check out and use this code will get a, their order completely free. Like, 100% wow. discount. Then it was, like, next year was, like, the next 10 people get 90%, the next 20 people get 80% off. All the way down to 50%. Uh, so I immediately like logged in and the website was completely frozen, of course. And I got like the whole thing, Cloudflare yeah. error, like the, the server right. can't keep up because like, you know, 200,000 people got this email and they're all trying to do the same thing. But I loaded about $200 worth of shit into my cart somehow over 40 minutes. It took me 40 minutes to get my cart loaded up and to actually get into my cart to check out. And I put the code in and it says your code has been accepted and I got a 100% fucking discount. Oh, shit. Whoa. Yeah, so that was nice. Man. Um, then I tried it again and it was, it was out. <laughs> I got lucky with the once. So I was like, fuck it. At least I got, yeah. I got all these like awesome, like fender ant models and IRs and like marshals and, you know, matchless and all that, that fun shit. So that was cool. Nice. Cool. Very cool. What about you, Eric? Ah, what's new with me? I saw, um, some 41 simple plan in the offspring. Nice. And uh, at the same place, the same place, mind you, that fucked up the sound for the Get Up Kids. Oh, okay. And I was so mad. The sound was the best I've ever heard, Joe. Like, and oh, you know, right. you know who had the best sound I've ever heard in, in all of my years? No, not some forty-one. Fucking simple plan. Oh, well, of course they did. I couldn't believe. Like, it sounded like you were listening to a record. It was incredible. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was it was a fun show. Yeah, this uh, was like my awesome. childhood. All these bands. <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. my offspring, my, my young adulthood. Offspring, my favorite butt rock, punk rock. You know what I mean? I don't think Offspring counts as butt rock. They have a couple no, butt rock songs. Oh, which butt also, rock, hey Tony, hey Tony, um, I'm muting the chat right now. <laughs> <laughs> you want to question me what butt rock is? Look in the mirror. <laughs> it's not now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tony. I'm sorry, Tony. I'm just fucking. <laughs> That's what you get for challenging me on it. Oh, wow. But rock is not a genre. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Oh, but yes, offspring is. is not in it. No, no offspring no. is not. Um, they do have a couple like songs that you know just burned a little too bright. Well, those were the ones he needed to pay for his jet and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm I texted you guys when we were guy. watching this, and and you know. My wife went to the show with me and and she's not as invested in some of these bands so i'm kind of giving her like the rundown and i was like yeah but, you know their singer dexter holland like he's 
he's got a doctorate. Like he wrote a paper on the HIV virus and he's a pilot. And as a hot sauce company. Yeah. Yeah. Hot sauce company. I texted these guys. I was like, Oh my God, this is the real life buckaroo bonsai. (laughs) Like Dexter Holland is that guy. He might as well be a surgeon too. Like what the fuck? (laughs) But he's actually talented. Well, (laughs) that was a badass song. Is is noodles like the Jeff Goldblum of the crew? He's no noodles i was very impressed with noodles noodles can noodle noodles can shred it was it was actually hilarious and he's also an insane person so it's great what's your uh, what's Ibanez. your favorite um what's your favorite offspring song uh my favorite offspring song is probably bad habit um it's which they song. played i was very i was very happy you stupid dumb shit goddamn motherfucker exactly they had <laughs> shirts on sale that had that printed on the Did back they? and i was like man I can get away with wearing that to my kids' fucking <laughs> parent-teacher conference. That'd be something, right? My, mine is um, I choose, which was the one that had a kind of little boom, 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 but had a sick guitar solo at the end. And the video was in an airport, and I always remember there's little Harry Krishna people with like tiny symbols. But yeah, it was a good show, good time. We're going to see Smashing Pumpkins tomorrow night, and Interpol, and I don't know who else is opening. But I got to be honest with you, the show I'm most excited about is happening the week after that. There is a Ramones Ramones cover band coming to town called the Marones. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so fucking pumped. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait. They do the whole bit with the wigs and the jackets. So nice. That'll be a lot of fun. Alex, what's new with you, my friend? A lot of pedal stuff going on. Um, We're also building a new shop right now so that's kind of really? taken well we're not building it we, we've been it's been in the works for about a year or so so i've been going through like um you know the bureaucracy and all that stuff like getting the forms the paperwork all that all that fun stuff that everybody forgets about so the building's been going up right now so um yeah we're just kind of slowly starting to piece together how we're going to set up the new shop um how we're going to design it lay it out that type of stuff so it's, it's kind of fun um when does this come out, this episode? Because I don't think I could talk about this. Friday. Okay, yeah. Whatever so Friday is, the 25th. 25th? Yeah. Okay, yes. yeah. Yeah, so I don't think it'll be there. But the week after, there's going to be a big announcement for something that we're doing. So nice. any listeners of the show that follow Copper Sound Pedals, you know, keep an eye out on that. And if you don't follow it, do. Please yeah, do. you could do that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, what's, it- been, that's what's been going on with me. Where's the new shop? If if you could it's, say it's on the property, actually. We're, oh, okay, cool. There's, there's like a garage and then a second story going right. in there and everything. So nice. Okay. Um, yeah, you'll have to come over at some point, Doug. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we'll check and check it out. And yeah, we'll be occupying that probably sometime around like November, December. Nice. So just doing that on top of the regular stuff, day to day. A couple other things we have behind the scenes, but yeah, just kind of rolling with the pedals. And uh, this week, uh, it's mostly watching this movie that we're going to talk about. Excellent. Excellent. So, all right. So we ready to get into it, boys? Yeah, I think so. It just got really quiet, so but I guess that's the perfect time for some silence. <laughs> and I had Greek food today, so I guess lambs are appropriate, that's too. True. There you go. You but got those lambs were covered. not silent. They were screaming. No, no. There were some screaming scream. lambs later in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still Let haunted by them. <laughs> Let us out. Nope. <laughs> There's yes, slaughter too going on. The wicked massacre. <laughs> oh, wow. 
So, yeah, so all that said, we are doing the 1991 classic, The Silence of the Lambs, released yeah. on uh, Valentine's Day of all days. <laughs> oh, shit. 1991, <laughs> yes. Um, it's directed by, rest in peace, Jonathan Demme. We lost that great director to cancer in 2017, I think. Uh, he also directed Philadelphia, directed Married to the Mob, um, and a lot of other stuff. So, great director. Um, it was written by Ted Talley based on the book by Thomas Harris. Um, I read the book. I read, I don't know if I read all the, the Hannibal books before this movie came out, but I read Red Dragon and this one before the movie came out. Uh, and I was a big fan of those books. Yeah. They were fantastic. So, are you going to give us a Hannibal lecture tonight? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I only got like, 22 pages of notes. So, oh, I no. can't wait for the reboot where they get Hannibal Burris to play him. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hello, Coise. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. Uh, this movie won seven Academy Awards, including one of only three movies in history to win the big five, meaning the best actor, best actress, best picture, best director, and best screenplay. Nice. Um, yeah, it also won best sound mixing and best film editing that year. So, that's quite the feat. Um, and just another quick note. So just under 25 minutes of screen time, Anthony Hopkins' performance is the second shortest to win an Academy Award for Best Actor in a Leading Role. Oh, damn. I didn't That's realize he was in so little of the movie. Yes. doesn't. We actually have like more it. clips than yeah. he was in. <laughs> uh, no, we have all the clips he was in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like we have more lengthy yes. clips than he was in, in inside of this no, movie. You're right. We do. We do. That's true. We have yes. That's a that's a warning for everyone. We got we forty one minutes of clips, uh, and uh, only thirteen clips, but they're which is an average. But forty one minutes because they're all long. Can't pass up the dialogue. But yes, yeah. he was. Uh, and in terms of in terms of percentage of runtime, it is the shortest. He appeared in twenty one percent of the movie. So um, that's an interesting fact. And uh, the production received full cooperation from the FBI, which up until then was very unheard of. Like they, they didn't want to get involved with stuff like this, but they looked at it as a potential recruiting tool to hire more female agents. And Dude, I'm gonna, like, not going to lie. After I watch this today, I wanted to join the FBI. There you go. Yep. You'd be a good um, female FBI agent, Joe. Yeah. Yes, you would be. I'd be that yeah. female body inspector, like the, the, the drunk dude at the beach with like the two <laughs> fucking Miller lights and the hat that comes down. <laughs> hey girl, I'm an FBI yes. agent. Oh. I know. <laughs> That's some Daytona I, shit right there. It truly <laughs> That's is. That's some to that totally is. some day. Also, like for anybody, I don't want to like ruin the magic, but if anyone's ever heard of Daytona Beach, it's a shithole. It's not a nice fucking place. <laughs> like Daytona is trash. There are yeah, uh, Florida it. PSA. So don't come to Daytona. Just so you know, almost every East Coast beach in Florida is trash. Like there's very few nice East Coast beaches. <laughs> yeah, the West I'll say Coast this and, too. This this movie, you can tell it has good quality acting in it because there is a whole lot of acting directly to cameras. Yeah. Yes, and I gotta. I'm not an actor, but I have to imagine that's like the hardest thing to do. Yes, it's called spiking pretend. spiking the camera. Is that what is that the technical term? Yeah, I learned that listening to the podcast with uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison. Uh, you know, uh, fake fake doctors, real friends, the Scrubs podcast. Mm -hmm. And Zach Braff was talking about when he had to spike the camera and how hard it was to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Oh, De Jonathan Demi used that as a tool. Um, he had um, 
every time somebody talked to Clarice and they were looking in the camera, they looked directly at the camera. And anytime Clarice talked to other people and she was the only one in the shot, she looked off to the side. And he did that so that we would see everything through her point of view, as if the characters were talking to us. Yeah, yeah, there's a few times it breaks it, and there's a thing at the end that reverses the role too with the the final scene as well. Yes. But it's a yeah. really cool touch. Also, to go back on your starting trivia thing too, Doug, and I feel like it's more prevalent nowadays in our modern era. The fact that this came out in the dead of winter on Valentine's Day and not yeah. like November, December, Oscar, yep, pick us up type of buzz bullshit. It's like the winter throwaway season. Like the fact that yes. this did so well, like the Oscars would have been at that point, what, 13 months later? Yep. Something like that. It almost wasn't even that year's previous Oscar season because it's usually what, end of February, beginning of March? Yep. Type of thing. So that's exactly that's so cool to not be like, oh, it's Christmas. Here comes a big movie. They were, they, I read that the studio, uh, there were some <clears throat> other movies the studio wanted to, and now I can't remember which movies they were, to get in rotation for the 1990 Oscars and they had such confidence movie that they were willing to like risk releasing yeah. it at that point. Mm-hmm. Let me, uh, so they pushed it. Somebody yeah. remind me when we get to ratings that this movie is going to get a 0.1 bump for something that I will explain during ratings. Okay. And, and rightfully so. And I know exactly what you're going to talk about. Do you really? You. Oh, I know hundred percent what you're going to talk about. I, I want to know what mm. you think. Hold on, I got, if you guess this right now, I'm gonna like. Okay. What are you gonna do? I, I, I count. Could can Joe mute his microphone or mute his ear so that you can tell me and Eric, and then yeah, Eric yeah, and yeah. I can corroborate. Um, take your real. headphones off. Okay, hold on a second. How am I gonna be? Okay, well, I can say. <laughs> no, because then we'll be surprised. All right, just give me a thumbs up when I can listen again. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Joe is gonna talk about the fact that one of the guards in the courthouse scene, Charles Napier, the actor played the owner of the co- whatever company is in the cartoon uh the critic oh my god dude if you okay. got that right that is he did deep. the voice of that guy and this is why joe's gonna bump it because <laughs> our ratings have the guy from the critic holy shit okay. wow. you got that I, I, he's got a he's got to front the cost for your whole vegas trip if right, you got I'm that just, right there you go i love that the listeners right now all they, right he's coming back know. joe's coming back all right, that All was right. a long time to say banyan so tree. We're gonna <laughs> say, exactly, there was a banyan tree in the cell. Um, <laughs> um, so Joe, Eric has said that if I get this right, you are paying for my trip to Vegas. <laughs> you, you already got it. You already got it wrong. You know why? Why? Because it's a fucking banyan tree in this movie. Okay. The very oh, last the scene, there's oh, a fucking oh, banyan tree. <laughs> God damn it! I quit the show. I then can't. you know what? My <laughs> what, guess. What did you gave, think it was? My guess gave you too much credit. Yes, yes, hundred percent. My yes, guess gave you too. I much I want to know what you though. guessed now. No. <laughs> All right, we're gonna repeat it so I can hear. It. No, it actually is. There's a fucking banging tree in this movie, and I was, I was gonna see if any of you noticed it. Holy <sighs> fuck! I'm no. so disappointed. No, I think I, I think I block out banyan trees. Well, well maybe what, what you, uh, what you said may give it even bigger bump. So what, what, what were you, what All were right. you telling? So what I said was the fact that one of the guards that gets killed in the courthouse scene, his name is Charles Napier, and he played the owner of the, I don't, because I, I don't know the show, but he played the owner. He did the voice for the owner of the company in the in the show, The Critic. So oh, I figured because our ratings, 
is a snippet from the critic. Wow. That you would have found that and given that as your uh, reason for You a did give me way too much credit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> way like, too much. Oh, damn, Doug. Like, that's well, impressive. I'm impressed. You should love me more because I gave you that. I, I do, but the, but the true answer is banyan tree. So, so banyan tree is always you, a bump. If what one you're of saying those. is you're not going to pay for my trip to Vegas. Nah, sorry. I mean, look, <laughs> if Search and Destroy had more banyan trees in it, it might have been okay. <laughs> oh, Alex, I, I I sent I I sent the guys the link to your episode <laughs> of, of uh, Guitar Knobs. Okay. Just because in the after the credits. When you were talking, when you when you brought up but talking about Jaws, and then you, you guys got on the topic of of our show, and I, uh, it was so sad. Todd was so destroyed by that. <laughs> it was so crushed. I searched to Todd, destroy him. We love him. you. We love you. But you were so, it was so sad to listen. And he goes, and I brought this movie, and I was so excited. And then we started the episode, and right up front, they all told me. They fucking hated it. Yeah, yeah. And that's a true story. Before we even started the episode, we we're like, just so you just know, so you we're know, gonna we're gonna fucking take destroy it. this thing. I'm gonna eat some Greek food and drop some exactly. some shouting lambs on this. He hated this movie. He, he was like the he was like the proverbial balloon that got the pin put in it. <laughs> so sad. But you know what? He, he did a valiant job of fighting for it. He did. Yeah, and he did. made me raise my score, which I then changed when we did the re-ratings. But he actually made me raise my score with how much he fought for it. But I'm anyway, gl- I'm glad you enjoyed that part of my non-movie podcast. Oh, it was so great. That was yeah, great I mean, episode, the best the part way, of any fucking show ever is if someone's talking about us. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's like but. when uh, Tony got mentioned on Tom and Dan, our show, I was like, oh, yeah, the rest of the episode was okay, but he talked about us. There you go. No, I get it. All right, so we're going to dive into this thing now. Uh, we open uh, with a, a scene in the woods near Quantico, Virginia, which is where the FBI headquarters and the FBI training facility is. Uh, we meet our protagonist, Clary Starling, played by Jodie Foster. She was like second choice. Um, Jonathan Demi wanted to go with Michelle Pfeiffer because he had worked with her in Married to the Mob, but she turned it down because it was too graphic. Um, and a lot of people turned this movie down because it was too graphic. They that they that they regret that. In it. Yeah, and um, he said that he was waiting to meet Jodie Foster and was either in his office or outside his office saw her walking down the hall and he loved her confident walk and how excited she was and he said that's it she's going to be uh clarice then he decided so to her... like make make her uh you know we're going to take this woman down a notch by just you know talking about how sexually attractive she is and not really about how good of a fucking uh, fbi agent she is oh i know because it's you know so cringeworthy they, they but they do it they they, they he points it out through the whole movie about yeah. how hard it is, especially then oh, in the yeah. '90s and before, how hard it was to be a female agent in any law enforcement environment. Oh yeah, but it makes you and, so cringe every time like one of those guys just yeah. starts talking. You're like, Ugh. dude, that and, scene where she's alone in the room in that room full of cops and they're all staring right? at her. Yeah, I've yep. never related more to that feeling of, of being a woman in a. Yep male dominated environment we're like fuck man this is so uncomfortable yep and and we're going to talk about that because she handles them so deftly oh yeah she, like she smokes their bony dumb asses um but and and it just another quick factoid about jodie foster so jodie foster won best actress for this movie at 28 and she already had one in her pocket because she won for the accused mm-hmm. at 24 Damn. so i mean that's like you know the pedigree of Jodie Foster as, as an actor. I mean, oh yeah, she, she's, she's, she's amazing. amazing. She really is. So we see her running the training course out in the woods at the FBI Academy. Um, 
she's flagged down by an instructor uh, who tells her to report to the director's office. I got a, um, a beef with the training course itself. Yeah. On the, the rope wall as she climbs over and then like rolls, those yeah. like rope things are like so big that your head could like get stuck in that and like break your neck. Oh, definitely. They're like, not. That, those holes are safe. too big. They should be a little smaller. That's not safe at all. She like, this she doesn't go flip over. And I'm like, don't get your head stuck in that. <laughs> this is not an amusement park ride. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> And and that's the real training course. Like that's yeah. the, the move. A lot like, of the, but like scenes the were she, shot she does at, like a flip over, like a rollover. Yeah, she if her head up. like went in between those ropes, and she kept rolling them. Just <laughs> yep, that would have been it. We would have lost Jodie Foster. It would have been sad. Yeah. Um, and just to point this out too, that um, they they set this scene up to set this set the whole movie up where she is alone, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? She's on that course by herself yep. because the whole traversing movie, obstacles. Yes. In essence, she is alone. She's on her own in mm-hmm. one form or another, this entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I see what you did there. You sneaks. Yep. yep. Exactly. Can I also say this too? I love Jodie Foster. Have you guys seen the little mermaid, like the cartoon or the, yeah, or yeah. the new one? I've seen the original. Yeah. You know how the sea, Witch steals uh, the little mermaid's voice. <laughs> yeah. Did Jodie Foster do that to Holly Hunter? Oh, because <laughs> I, yeah, I, I didn't put it together until I watched this again. I, I was know. like, "Oh my god, there's something." It's it's not the accent. Yes. You think it's the accent? It's not the accent. It's just like a tonal yes thing. I don't they know. They might be from the same part of the country because Jodie Foster is from the South. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a natural, yeah, she did a accent. natural accent for her. Okay, um, maybe not West Virginia, but it, it's yeah. it, it is her accent. So she, her, and Holly Hunter could be from the the general vicinity i don't know um so clarice makes her way inside uh she's moving we see her moving through various departments people cleaning weapons different things like that different classrooms uh before arriving at jack crawford's office uh he is the director of behavioral science played by scott glenn um scott glenn had a very good year in 1991 as well because he started in this one then he started in backdraft um he's one of my favorite actors like i i as a character actor he's in the he's right great. stuff um, he there's another movie that I'll eventually get to called Man on Fire uh, yep. with Denzel. Um, Scott Glenn starred in the original Man on Fire. Hmm. It was done in the mid '80s, playing Creasy, um, and then Ridley Scott. I mean Tony Scott. Which Scott? One of the Scott brothers. Michael Scott. In, my, yes, <laughs> Michael Scott Paper Company. Scott Stapp. Yeah, Scott's <laughs> butt, butt rock. A butt rock production. Uh but anyway, hey, Tony, I love Scott Glenn. I'm yeah. gonna sing you some song. Shadow band. <laughs> also, Tony, you don't get to change your name in the chat. The only other people can change your name. Yeah, right. I I I, I definitely have an objection to that too. I, That's why I changed it to Shadow Band, but I spelled it the fucking Louisiana style. Good. <laughs> there's not a way to lock that down. And trust me, I look for it. Oh, I me too. No, 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 no. We do not do that. Mm-mm. It is not your prerogative yep. or choice. To Nicknames do that. have to be given to you by somebody else. Exactly. Yes. All right. So, uh, what she makes it to Crawford's office, and while she's waiting for him to get back into his office, she's looking on the wall, and there's, um, there's crime scene pictures from what we see is called the Buffalo Bill murders. Uh, serial killer named Buff. They've nicknamed Buffalo Bill. Um, someone else gave him that name. See nicknames. Yeah. He did not name himself Buffalo Bill. No, Tony. he didn't. He was called Buffalo Bill. All right. So it's important that you know that. Which is really too um, cool of a name for him, to be honest. Well, he he skins his humps. <laughs> <laughs> we, we learn. We learn. 
Well, also, you know Buffalo is a trashy me. city, and he is a trashy person. No, 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 Joe. Buffalo is the trashiest city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And don't call oh, it a city. You. Don't call it a city. It's it is the most godforsaken town. geographic yeah. spot on the planet Earth. Okay. <laughs> All right. I love you, Buffalo. I don't. No, I don't. No, you don't. Fuck I Buffalo. Don't. I'm not, Buck. Why am I? Why am I trying to smooth that over? Fuck that. I hate Buffalo. <laughs> there, there's I a, there's a fucking hate it. There's a group of mm-hmm. uh, fans of the Dolphins called Buck Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. So yeah, there's pictures of crime scenes from the Buffalo Bill murders and articles pinned to the wall. Um, and now we have our first clip. Yeah. Starline. Clarissa. Good morning. Morning, Mr. Crawford. Sorry to pull you off the course at such short notice. Your instructors tell me you're doing well. Top quarter of your class. I hope so. They haven't posted any grades yet. A job's come up, and I thought about you. Not a job, really. More of an interesting errand. Sit down. Yes, sir. I remember you from my seminar at UVA. (laughs) You grilled me pretty hard, as I recall, on the Bureau's civil rights record in the Hoover years. I gave you an A. A minus, sir. Double major, psych and criminology, graduated magna, summer internships at the Reisinger Clinic. It says here, when you graduate, you want to come to work for me in behavioral science. Yes, very much, sir. Very much. We're interviewing all the serial killers now in custody for a psychobehavioral profile. Could be a real help in unsolved cases. Most of them have been happy to talk to us. You spook easily, Starling? Not yet, sir. See, the one we want most refuses to cooperate. I want you to go after him again today in the asylum. Who's the subject? The psychiatrist, Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal the cannibal. I don't expect him to talk to you. But I have to be able to say we tried. So if he won't cooperate, I want just straight reporting. How's he look? How's his cell look? Is he sketching, drawing? If he is, what's he sketching? Here's a uh, dossier on Lecter. Copy of our questionnaire and a special ID for you. Have your memo on my desk by 0800 Wednesday. Okay. Um, Excuse me, sir, but why the urgency? Lecter's been in prison for so many years now. Is there some connection between him and Buffalo Bill, maybe? I wish there were. I want your full attention, Starling. Yes, sir. Be very careful with Hannibal Lecter. Dr. Chilton at the asylum will go over all the physical procedures used with him. Do not deviate from them for any reason whatsoever. And you're to tell him nothing personal, Starling. Believe me, you don't want Hannibal Lecter inside your head. Just do your job, but never forget what he is. And what is that? Oh, he's a monster. (laughs) (laughs) I like that cut. That was a very well done cut. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, so you know, Clarice is given this uh, interesting errand, as Crawford calls it. Um, you know, this is something that's been talked about about this movie for a long time. Is Crawford flirty with her? Is he not flirty with her? I kind of got the vibe he is kind of flirty with her. It's a little weird because he's way older than her, but it's just I don't know. A lot of their interactions are just a little weird and. I, I dig the way that in that scene she's already established the fact that she has no problem 
regardless of the person standing that she's talking to. He's her boss in essence. And she says, like, he said, I gave you an A and she goes, it was an A minus. She has no problem correcting yeah. him. Like without mm. even thinking about it. And this happens multiple times in this movie in, in more serious circumstances where she calls him out on bullshit. She has no problem with it. And I think that's why he respects her so much is that he knows that about her. That's a good call, man. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a good observation. It's also those, smart. The, those, ob- yes. those, you know, between him and her, it's always like a nut hair away from being cringy, creepy. But it, yes. it maintains this course of like, eh, I could veer it back into it professional. Does. You know? It does. And I, Demi did that on purpose and he did it well. That was the thing. Like he, he keeps you guessing, but he doesn't. He doesn't make it dominate the story at all. It's not like we're thinking about this through this whole movie. Like, you know, are they going to get together? It's like, it's unimportant in that sense, but he has it there to keep you sort of on it. Honestly, the only person I thought that had a chance to throw it all in this movie is the chick that she's with that's helping her really put shit together. I I sense more chemistry between those two than anyone else. I agree. And I don't know if that's real life sort of bleeding into the movie because Jodie Farsal wasn't out. She actually sort of cryptically came out in her acceptance speech for the Oscar of this movie. Yeah. Oh, really? But even then she didn't really come out. But even then like it was the, 91. It when you see the two of them on screen together, their chemistry was yes, like real. They, I was like, they, damn. They they I I agree with you. I agree with you. Definitely. Um you would think if that movie was made today, you'd be on to something. Like there would have been something put in that movie for whatever reason. Well I think what would have happened is if if like say this exact same movie like this, that scene where she was in there doing that, like the girl yeah. would have walked in from the other room wearing like just like a like a long shirt, like a cup of coffee or something. Like they they just got out of bed. Like that's how they make movies nowadays. That's true. They she would have came in behind obvious. her, put her like hand around her or something, just to make it like really obvious yeah, what's going on. <laughs> because no one can figure shit out anymore because they're all dumb. Yeah. Anyway, um, they did right. do a good job though of like tr- like trying to. It's weird to say like focusing on have you having you not focus on sexualizing her yes. even though it is to an extent just the inherent nature of the masculinity of the field that she's in yeah. mm-hmm. like you know and i was watching the um i watched this movie today again with her on um her and anthony and uh, and the director and everything and they were talking about it and she made a reference of you know in a movie like this with a female star Everybody is always like, oh, does she have a boyfriend? People hit on her. But if it was a regular dude, FBI agent, nobody would be like, oh, I wonder if he's married. Yeah. Does he have oh, somebody? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And yep. they pointed that out. And also one last thing to go back to your thing with like the tension, Doug, a little bit of mm-hmm. like the, it's not really important, but it feels like there's something there. It reminds me a little bit of how Lou Besson does stuff with like the professional and transporter yes. and stuff where there's, a, yeah. and I get it. He's got a French thing, right? So there's, I feel like there's inherently more of a sexual thing. He crossed a big line in the professional, but we don't really yes. talk about that. He was the yes. unprofessional. <laughs> exactly. For sure. Yeah. There's this, there's a weird, oh, uh, fucking creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll say the way I read it more was like, it was just a bunch of like creepy dudes and then hers the whole time like oh, why do I got to deal with this just do my fucking job oh absolutely that's oh, the yeah. most vibe oh, I got it was like it's like I just want to do my job not put up with this shit again and again in this movie that's 100% true yes. well here, here's my beef why isn't this character of uh, Clarice Starling more in these conversations about like best female movie characters of all time like you know you get your Ellen Ripley's and but she know, is 
I, I, she makes the list, but I, I just She's don't think culturally. She's number six on the list, the American Film Institute's list of best heroes in a movie. Number six. Oh, is she? Okay. All yeah, right. male, well, and, male and female. I stand corrected. Yeah. Number for, six. Now, it just you, felt, it feels like she doesn't come up in the same way that you're, some of that these you're right about. Do. You're absolutely yeah. right. Because Ripley is like a given. And I think it's because. It should be too. The funny part is when people think of. Sounds of Lambs, you immediately go to Anthony Hopkins. Yes, that's what it is. He dominates. Even though right. she's the first name on the screen. Yes. Yeah. But he, yes, Anthony Hopkins dominates that. That's what everybody, you're right, Joe. Yeah, everyone's so just, saying it's the it's the patriarchy. Exactly. What that's what it yeah. is. Well, no, it it's, absolutely it's, is. it's just the visual of him in that mask. Because, like, that's, like, the marketing mm -hmm. for this. Yeah. They're captivating in very different ways. Yeah. Neither better, but the thing is with, to the general audience, I think, at least at first, first watch face value and everything like anthony has a different approach to his like yeah. the acting like uh clarice's reactions to stuff or jody's reactions to stuff is phenomenal in this but yeah it's hard to like you said uh and you didn't realize joe like when doug said oh he's on screen for 25 minutes of this two-hour movie it doesn't feel like that because of how much he dominates yeah you know just, also, just I mean, the nature of his character just like the sequels they're hannibal and like True. you know yeah, it's yeah. not clarice like like right it's you this whole franchise is just linked to him so like right. it makes it harder for for her to be recognized as much as she should be and rightfully so deservedly so in this movie mm -hmm. because it all becomes back to like the imagery of him in that mask yeah, yeah. that's what's the when you say silence of lambs the first thing you your mind all automatically picture is hannibal mm -hmm. lecter in that mask on the mm -hmm. little yeah like, i'm gonna disagree troll. with you the first thing i think of is uh would you fuck me yeah. <laughs> no, thank, that's thanks to clerks <laughs> that's true that's true yeah yeah and i got i have to correct myself uh jody foster is from nowhere near the south she was born and raised in los angeles <laughs> oh okay I, I, technically right. that is that the, accent, south, the south of the west coast <laughs> i guess so but that uh, that accent is uh manufactured and because that just shows you how good she is so mm -hmm. at the end of that clip we hear crawford remind crawford um or we hear starling asking what kind of person is he and we hear another voice saying he's a monster uh Speaking, that voice spoken by a monster <laughs> yes we, we uh we are now at the baltimore state forensic hospital and that voice belongs to uh one of the biggest douchebags ever filmed uh dr fed frederick chilton played by anthony held um he actually also uh auditioned for the part of lector but got this role instead um, he is the doctor in charge of Hannibal Lecter's incarceration. Um, in this scene now, he's reminding Clarice that Lecter is a monster or a pure psychopath. Um, Chilton is an arrogant, misogynistic pig. I mean, even he hits on Clarice. Narcissistic. Right. Yeah, he hits on Clarice. Yeah, narcissistic. He thinks he considers himself Lecter's nemesis. And yeah. even though we don't know Lecter yet, we know that's nuts. But once we learn Lecter, we know that, that he's a fucking clown. Yeah. Like this guy is like... He reminds me he, of like the Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2. Yes. <laughs> like the same oh, exactly. character. A hundred percent. Yep. What, Absolutely. What, what, what do you want? A board? What's a board? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, but the cool thing about this is Clarice handles him as deftly as she handles anybody in this movie. I mean, she's so good with him. She yeah. cut, she turns on this charm, but it's just this cutting biting charm that just shreds the shit out of the person she's talking to. If they're, if they're being condescending to her. Um, so she does this. So they head down to Lecter's cell um, and Chilton is reading the rules of engagement. Um, 
you know, about dealing with Lecter and, and what happens if she doesn't obey the rules. He shows her a photo of a nurse who got her face bit off and like shit like that. He's trying to shock Clarice. And even if he did, she's not showing it. And it's yeah. great. Um, mm-hmm. She again, she turns on that charm to make sure that she's alone in the room with him because she knows that if Chilton is there, Lecter's going to shut down and not give her anything. So he he she turns on the charm and she gets him to leave her alone. If anything, you should have warned her about Migs. I know, yeah. right? Oh, Fucking Migs, not Migs. I yeah. like I like the um the use of the red light there that the cinematographer chose because he yes uh, Demi was saying the cinematographer I forget his name um yeah I'm not Asian, sure Asian gentleman I think yeah. I, I can't remember but he was like if you want to instill fear a lot of times a red light is good at that yes. Definitely. And I love that they don't show the picture that she looks at. No. I, I kind of I kind of yeah. like that. You nope. don't need it. Nope. You definitely. I agree. Uh, so she is she's passed off by Chilton to uh, the orderly Barney uh, played by Frankie face on. He's another one of my favorite character actors. He appears in so much stuff. Uh, no relation to Donald. Faison. I was going to ask. Is he related to I Donald? Did, I looked it up. I had a check because I was excited because I thought they were related, but they're not. I actually, um, um, I actually knew that because um, Donald Faison was talking about that on the podcast, the aforementioned uh, podcast. Okay. He's like, I don't know why people fucking think that I'm related to Frankie Faison. I got to listen to that. It's really, it's really that. good. The first couple That's episodes, cool. like they're finding their voice, but after a while, yeah. And then also they started during COVID, so there's a lot of like topical, like two like that okay. time stuff. I mean, shit. What, what are we three years into this? I'm still trying to find my voice. So if it and, only takes them a couple episodes, and, we're okay. and every uh, episode, like they, well, most episodes, they have calling people, and like um, a lot of them are doctors and nurses who like watch oh, the okay. show. So a cool. lot of it's like talk about like craziness of COVID in the hospitals because they're recording during COVID times. Right. All right. I got to add that to the rotation. I will. It's really good. Uh, but yeah, Frankie Faison, like he's in a bunch of stuff. I don't know if any of you watched the, I think it was on Stars, the show Banshee. He, all right. Mm. It, Great show. I, I won't even. I'm not going to go into detail on it. It's a great like cop murder mystery bad guy show. Got some really cool uh, actors in it. Frankie Faison's in that. He plays like a bar owner in that. But anyway, I dig him. Um, so we are. Uh, he's the one who brings her down or tells her where to find uh, Hannibal Lecter's cell. And we've already talked about it. Lecter's played by Sir Anthony Hopkins. He also was not the first choice for whatever reason. Demi wanted Sean Connery. Oh God! Oh no! Sean Connery is my favorite actor, one of my favorite actors in the world. But I'm so glad he just turned this down. But before you, before we get here, what's your favorite Anthony Hopkins role? And I understand if it's this. Um, he's great, and now I can't remember the damn name of the one with Alec Baldwin that he's in in the woods. Oh, oh, that's a, oh. Uh, it's a one word, one word name. Mm. I don't know. I'll, I'll I know a movie, but I can't think of the name either. All I can think of is Edge, instinct. like the guitarist is it instinct? from fucking. Maybe it is Instinct. I believe it's Instinct. I think yeah. is the one where he's like a, a millionaire and Baldwin's. That's a really that's a really solid... his wife and they're alone in the woods and he's thinking he's going to kill him and stuff. Um, it's it is this one. I can't. There's, there's no other way around it. I I can't. It's got to be this one for me. It's so. Westworld. Like him as Doctor Ford. No, he's amazing in that. Like, he's absolutely amazing. Yes, I agree. As a series, hands down. I mean, there's no question. I mean, I love following his Instagram because he's a he's a crazy dude. Is he? You, you you follow his Instagram, man. He does some videos where he like just he on purpose becomes unhinged and starts talking about <laughs> weird shit just to throw you off. And like he enjoys doing it. He messes with your head. So, uh, yeah, I dig him. All right, so we now have our next clip. 
it is seven minutes long, but it is the first meeting between Clary Starling and Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Dr. Lecter, my name is Clarice Starling. May I speak with you? You're one of Jack Crawford's, aren't you? I am, yes. May I see your credentials? Certainly. Closer, please. Closer. That expires in one week. You're not real FBI, are you? I'm still in training at the academy. Jack Crawford sent a trainee to me. Yes, I'm a student. I'm here to learn from you. Maybe you can decide for yourself whether or not I'm qualified enough to do that. Mm -hmm. That is rather slippery of you, Agent Starling. Sit. Please. Now then, tell me, what did Miggs say to you? Multiple Miggs in the next cell. He hissed at you. What did he say? He said, I can smell your cunt. I see. I myself cannot. You use Evian skin cream. And sometimes you wear lead at all. But not today. Did you do all these wrongs, Doctor? Ah. That is the Duomo seen from the Belvedere. You know, Florence? All that detail just from memory, sir? Memory agent starting is what I have instead of a view. Well, perhaps you'd care to lend us your view on this questionnaire, sir. Oh, no, 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 no. You were doing fine. You had been courteous and receptive to courtesy. You had established trust with the embarrassing truth about Migs. And now this ham-handed segue into your questionnaire, it won't do. I'm only asking you to look at this, Doctor. Either you will or you won't. Yeah. Jack Crawford must be very busy indeed if he is recruiting help from the student body. Busy hunting that new one, Buffalo Bill. What a naughty boy he is. Do you know why he's called Buffalo Bill? Please tell me. The newspapers won't say. Well, it started as a bad joke in Kansas City homicide, and they said, this one likes to skin his humps. Why do you think he removes their skins, Agent Starling? Throw me with your acumen. It excites him. Most serial killers keep some sort of trophies from their victims. I didn't. No. 
No, you ate yours. You send that through now. Agent Starling, you think you can dissect me with this blunt little tool? No. I, I thought that your knowledge... You're so ambitious, aren't you? Do you know what you look like to me with your good bag and your cheap shoes? You look like a rube. A well-scrubbed, hustling rube with a little taste. Good nutrition's given you some length of bone, but you're not more than one generation from poor wire trash, are you, Agent Starling? And that accent you've tried so desperately to shed, pure West Virginia. What is your father to you? Is he a coal miner? Does he stink of the land? And oh, how quickly the boys found you. All those tedious, sticky fumblings in the backseats of cars while you could only dream of getting out, getting anywhere, getting all the way to the end. are you strong enough to point that high-powered perception at yourself what about it why don't you why don't you look at yourself and write down what you see maybe you're afraid to a census taker once tried to test me i ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. You fly back to school now, little starling. unspeakably ugly to me. Then do this test for me. No, but I will make you happy. I'll give you a chance for what you love most. And what is that, Doc? Advancement, of course. Listen carefully. Look deep within yourself, Terry Starling. Go seek out Miss Moffat, an old patient of mine. M-O-F-E-T. Go Doctor. now. I don't think Mix could manage again quite so soon, even though he is crazy. Go now! Oh man, is that here, Joe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's something yeah. about Clarice. <laughs> you know what the issue with this movie is? Lots uh, maybe of stuff. my only critique is is a lot of it plays like something that you could watch on cable, like something that would just be on fucking USA. Yeah. And then something like that happens, you're like, oh no, like the kids are running around the house, like this is not yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah, this is Holy definitely shit. Cinemax. Ugh. Yeah.
when I was watching it with Becca for the first time who hadn't seen it, she liked to point out uh, she gets uh, Clarice afterwards gets to the car and <laughs> Becca points out um, that stuff wouldn't have gone out of your hair that easily. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. There's, I'm sure you're going to start us here, Doug, but there's a lot going on there too. And oh, there's a yeah. there's a lot of trivia stuff. Uh, one thing I'll say before they even get into the into um, meet with Lecter, a lot of those sounds were actually from submarines that they were using. Oh yeah, yeah. So they used submarine sounds, which were just like very like compressed underwater, unsettling sounds, mm. and they sprinkled it out throughout the movie. And it was a lot there, and I, I noticed a lot of them actually listening to it without watching the visual, you right. know. But there is a lot of great sounds in there, but that scene is so engaging from a dialogue and a visual standpoint that yep. you can almost forget the music there. Yeah. Yeah. I, there are- I love, I love that. That's awesome trivia. But when you said sprinkle that out, I, I, I have to point out that I was watching Joe's face the whole time and I saw something happen. He wanted to get the joke out, but he restrained himself and jumped. So proud of you. Actually, so <laughs> no, no. my brain was thinking the hunt for red light lector. I was trying to think oh, of like okay. a submarine, right. like a submarine joke. I thought you were going to say, "Oh, Mick sprinkled it out." But, no, no, no. Yeah. There's like a red light. There's a lector. The hunt for red light. Lector was my was okay. where my brain was going. I was my brain was working trying to like make a submarine reference. All right. Well, then I'm not proud of you. <laughs> Wait, that was you're not proud of me coming up with that. That was pretty fucking good on the spot. I got, no, I thought I thought you were really showing some growth and restraint. You were you know, engaged and look, nodding along. And I uh, made a joke really soon, and even like you know, as crazy as I am, I can't g- be ready again that fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. That was very good. So yes, there is a lot going on there. Um, I love the fact that right out of the gate. Clarice gains Lecter's respect because she can keep up with him. Yeah. She's yeah. she's unapologetically honest and never lied to him either. No. Right. She exactly. only said what, what Crawford said. Mm-hmm. So she never lied, which, you know, that was gaining the respect right right out of yes. the gate, which was great. Um Exactly. Yeah, so I have a, I have a lot of trivia stuff here or things I read about. Uh, yeah. but I'll let you I'll let you No, no, it. no, go ahead, do it. Uh, oh. so, so a couple of the ones while watching this was um I think the sound guy hated the plexiglass and Hopkins suggested, I believe, putting the little holes above and then he used it to do that smell thing when he was smelling her skin cream type of thing, which is really cool. So he was using that. Um, Another thing that was because Anthony suggested the standing there, not being Mm -hmm. on the bed. Demi Mm -hmm. was very receptive to the actors and saying like what they wanted. And he said, it'd be creepier if I was just standing there. It also leads to the scene that becomes Mandela effect. People think the line is "Hello, Clarice" when he just says "Good morning." Yep. Yeah. yeah. So that that that's one of the things. The other thing too is um, off the cuff. There's a there's an authentic reaction from Jodie Foster, and you see the redness in her face when he talks about pure white trash West Virginia accent. That wasn't. I don't believe in the script or something. No, that, he improvised that. Yeah, that part. So that's an actual authentic reaction that she had. And yeah, when he started mimicking her Southern mm-hmm. West like, Virginia accent. Have you ever seen the wonderful whites of West Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> just, just great reaction, but also like a boss. She's she's there stone cold like a boss, you know, and yep. it's, it's, a re- it's a really good scene, you <laughs> yeah. know, on, on top of everything else that's happening there and it's just so engaging and this is to go on joe's point about whole like as good as clarice is like you think about 
Lecter just because how engaging he is. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, you know mm-hmm. you, you can't avoid you can't avoid it. No, nope. you know? he, play, he plays that character almost like omniscient. Like it's it's such yeah. a yes. strong choice to have him always just know everything about everything at every moment. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, yeah, he never second questions himself. Yeah, you know what else huh? he doesn't do? Which I don't know if you guys picked up on. He doesn't blink. They use the takes where yes. Anthony doesn't blink because it's creepier that way he did that on purpose too because he had a friend he had a friend who didn't blink a lot and he he, everybody in his friend circle found that creepy as shit (laughs) like he he did that yeah he he was good about adopting little things like that which we'll we'll talk about more but i think that was the trivia stuff that i had from that scene which is really great yeah no that's what i that's what i had so Mm -hmm. um yeah it just it sets it sets the, the rest of the movie up with the the relationship that these two I, form. I also enjoy the fact that he's not just like in isolation. Like there's other people down there with him. Yes. Like yeah. It, yeah. It, it it leads to more believable because like usually it's like you know you get the um they're in this one room by themselves and like maximum security is like a hundred guards mm-hmm. around them and like yeah. he's just yeah. kind of like there with these other people. Yeah. There was no other way actually for Anthony to get in and out of that. So they actually had to bolt the plexi on there. He was stuck in there. Oh, stakes. so like wow. he was in there for it at least that's from what i read even before picking yeah. this ep- picking this movie to do for this episode right. i remember i remember that fact and that could that could have been false actually speaking of this scene and people not quite sure if they remember correctly anthony hopkins believes he got that lip suck quiver thing from watching dracula as a kid he, oh, said, okay. he said he said that in a um commentary behind the scenes he still to this day doesn't remember if that actually happened in the Dracula from back in the day that he watched, <laughs> right. he took that that f- 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 that sound, yeah, and just implement. And I think Demi said that he hated it at the beginning, but then yeah, he did. Like, he was he- irritated by it, but he wouldn't admit it. No, actually, it was he watched he watched Dracula Dead and Loving It with Leslie Nielsen. That's where he found it. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's just complete fucking mastery of, yeah. of your skills. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, one really goofy bit of trivia from that scene of all things, uh, in the in the uh, the cast credits, the friendly psychopath, the one who he, he, I forget what he said after Migs did what he did. Oh, he Migs, said, you stupid fuck, or something. You like stupid that. fuck. Yeah, that dude. He was a regular on Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> he played the, the handyman. King. He played oh, one of the, the handyman. Yeah. What no. if uh, Migs played the handyman? Uh, <laughs> I might not be able to make exactly. the jokes, but Eric can. <laughs> yeah, but Eric, yeah, he, that's he, kind of the thing that Joe would say. That's really yeah, beneath. Yeah. I approve. Good, good job, good. Eric. But yeah, right, the okay. um, the the a lot of the movie was shot in Pittsburgh, and Mister Roger Neighborhood was shot in Pittsburgh. So he he did a casting call, and he got cast as that guy. But he was like in the kid show. So. All right, so we are now back at the FBI Academy. Clarice is being put through the paces of training with her friend Ardelia Mapp, played by Cassie Lemons. Um, the scene where they go, they go into the bus, they go to bust the drug dealers, and she gets shot dead because she didn't do it right. That was supposed to open the movie. Yep. And oh. Jodie Foster talked Demi into not doing that mm-hmm. because it had been done so many times. The yeah. movies, so she talked to him about doing that solitary running, you know, uh, training course scene. So, mm-hmm. um, she begins uh, to research the clues that Lecter had provided to her when she gets a call from Crawford, uh, who informs her that Miggs is now dead, 
um, Lecter was able to talk him into swallowing his own cup. <laughs> yeah. And you, the thing is, this is not surprising. You don't go, oh, that's bullshit. Because if anybody could do it, Hannibal Lecter could do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not at all inconceivable. Also, we skipped and, over a couple of uh, important p- plot points. One, when that? he's giving her the rules, he makes sure to tell her no writing utensils to him at all. Like, you can give him paper. Yes. But do not give him anything to write with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And, and, and he, um, the other one was... Yeah. Uh, Fuck, my brain just went numb. Oh, he says, look inside yourself. And right. Look, mm-hmm. Like the way he mm-hmm. says it's very deliberate. I didn't hear it like when I first listened to it, but I heard it this time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, because, yeah, absolutely. That's when she realizes when when Crawford calls her to tell her about Migs being dead, that's when she talks about the her findings. And yeah. one of the things she brings up with Crawford is that, you know, that, that you're – look inside yourself was too hokey for Lecter to mm-hmm. say she's she yeah. already knows yeah having interacted with him for seven minutes she already has a good mm-hmm. vibe because this is instinctual and natural for her but just since it's audio only when I heard it now I heard him like distinctly say your yes self yourself, it's spaced right. he, out like it's not absolutely. he doesn't say it like yourself yep. and I didn't hear yeah. it the first time I watched it but like audio only now I was able to pick it up yeah I have to I have to mention too this is my um comic book nerd talking um that's his superpower right like he can talk even anything he knows everything yeah like i said before it's almost omniscient they write lex luther now in comic books based off of this character oh that's cool and the best example i can give you is there's a comic book where superman instead of landing in kansas he lands in communist russia (laughs) and he's raised by the state like he becomes the whole world becomes just this russia owned you know right. it's, it's crazy story um lex luther becomes the president of the united states but he's still as smart as mm-hmm. as uh hannibal and he's able to defeat superman by writing him a letter and when superman opens the letter doesn't show you what it says kind of like this movie like you don't get you see a lot of the stuff yeah but it destroys him and that's it holy crap so it's 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 very much an homage to to his abilities in this movie that's very cool. I had two, cool. two last points I wanted to point out in this first interaction with Clarice and Hannibal is that one, it already he already sets a pace a little bit. It's during the the craziness when he yells to her. First off, he does use the word agent, which is cool as a, I think a respect type of yes. thing, which yes. is cool. And also he says that the behavior is unspeakable, showing that for being a cannibal, he still has manners and there's things yes. that are rude. There's things that are impolite. He has this courtesiness about him. He's still like an evil gentleman. Yes. <laughs> you oh, know? Absolutely. And, and that, that, that obviously plays throughout the entire movie, which mm-hmm. is really good. And well, yeah, two things yeah. can be true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're, we're almost at our first break, but we'll, we'll get through this little part. Um, so Clarice shares her findings with Crawford on the, uh, look within yourself she realizes it's a it's a, a place called your self storage in in baltimore um and she heads to that facility to to look a little further uh i love the dude she meets the the very eccentric yeah. owner love this dude <laughs> this is his last role i don't remember the actor's name i should look it up but this is the last role he passed away not long after this um, but he's just this eccentric dude. Like he's got his own driver and he's, he, he himself drives in an old car and, yeah. and he, he lets her in to the, to the self storage. And 
One of the little pieces of trivia that I found about this too is that is another way that Demi showed that Clarice is alone. She had a problem opening the door, so she used her jack mm-hmm. uh, because the the owner's driver detests physical activity. So mm-hmm. like she couldn't get any help. It didn't mm-hmm. matter. It's she's always on her own to do this. So she gets inside of the storage uh, unit, which is like the biggest storage unit I've ever fucking seen. I, God knows what that cost a month. Um, yeah, I was expecting it, like some guy like to be on there like a bargaining, like, uh, you know, raffling it off. Like, yeah, yeah. and then there's one guy exactly. like, yep, storage yep. wars, storage <laughs> wars with love to get inside that unit. Yeah, uh, but she did find out from the owner that the the storage unit was paid for ten years in advance under the name Hester Moffat. Uh, she gets into the unit. She starts looking around. Uh, she sees a very eclectic collection of items. It's very cool stuff that she sees, uh, including a very old car. Um, I looked it up. The best I could find, it, it, it's a, it might be a 1939 Packard. There wasn't any definitive information on but, it. But it is uh, a hearse. It is? Yeah. You can tell when they open the back window and it has the curtain in the back window. and like the, the, it, you can, It's clearly a hearse when they open the back of it. Oh, okay. All right. No, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside the car, she finds a formaldehyde-filled jar with a severed head. Um, we are no- So after she finds this head, we're going to take our first break because we got another long clip after this one. So uh, we'll be back, folks. Stay tuned. Hi, friend. Uh, this is Eric Pabone, and I'm here to talk to you about art of Eric Pabone. That's what I do. You may be familiar with some of my work, Um, You know, I've drawn some weird shit for Tom and Dan, semantics, just generally for people around town. Or you might be familiar with my work from this show where my co-host Joe uh, makes weird fucking commission requests all the time. You can make weird fucking commission requests. That's right. Hit me up. uh, Visit artofericpabone.com or find me on social media at artofericpabone.com. And I would be happy to, for money, of course, draw anything your twisted heart desires. Again, that's artofericpabone.com. <laughs> 